Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Inside the Lunch Table here. Calvin, uh, it's snowing here in Lubbock, Texas. What about you? Is it is it snowing over there in San Marcos? I'm not quite as blessed as you are to get snow, but I do have a nice little <laughs> 42 degrees outside on this March day, so I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'm pleasant to be here, big bro. Pleasant to be here. Well, I don't even – I can't even remember what the groundhog said. Uh, oh, sh- that th- was the other th- day. Yeah. Um, no, that was last month. The, the, the groundhog is on February, bro. You've been lying. Let's just say I keep myself plugged into the sports news cycle and not really the weather news cycle. Sorry about that for my inside community. Pete Delk has got a little bit of a one-up on me. Yeah. Anyways, all right. So, <laughs> listen, the podcast uh, is for sports. So, that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, how are you doing today, Kevin? You good? Yeah, man, I really can't complain. I'm excited to knock this thing out, get us some good content out there. Absolutely. So we're going to open it up here uh, in a minute and talk about NFL free agencies. A couple of guys went yesterday. Actually, one person uh, was traded mid-show on, on uh, Wednesday. Right. <laughs> um, and then we're going to talk about uh, uh, the NBA and then throw it over to college basketball. So uh, I want to open it up here with the Khalil Mack uh, trade. I, I don't think it's that significant because he's hurt and he really hasn't been – just you know super super productive um with the bears but the bears gave up everything for him a like, good lord they gave up what did they calvin you remember what they gave up for him? was it was like a couple of first rounders or yeah two uh two ones a third one tacked onto the back with a protection and then a couple of uh mid-round picks as well it was a nice little haul they gave up for him then they gave him 28 mil a year made him the highest paid defensive player in the league as well before uh, aaron donald resigned obviously Right, so I, I just want to know, like, what what are the what are the Bears doing? Like, <laughs> I, absolutely, what are they doing? Absolutely. I don't get it. Um, this seems to be a salary cap dump. Um, that is the logistical answer I can give you guys. Uh, I want to say they're trying to dump this contract. Like Cass said, he is hurt. Uh, tore the ACL last year. Ah, it might have been the Achilles. I do believe it was the ACL, but he, it was a major injury last season that ended his uh, season. And like Cass hinted at, he's not been DPOY productive in a couple of seasons now. Granted, it's been some nicks and knacks on the field. Maybe he can get to healthy in San Diego or in Los Angeles and be disruptive. The reason why I really like him going to Los Angeles is the fact that oh, playing with Joey Bosa is a lot oh. better than playing with absolutely freaking nobody. I got a lot of love for Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks is a B plus. I can't lie, but unfortunately. Joey Bosa is an A. I mean, there's no way around that. And he's going to yeah. demand a lot of attention. And playing across from him, I mean, hell, if Melvin Ingram can look all pro playing across from Joey Bosa, I got no doubt that Khalil Mack can. So hopefully if he can get healthy and get on the field, man, I don't know what the hell's going on in the AFC West, but you got no interest in being in this division <laughs> right now. This is going to be absolute hell. Every single one of these division games are going to be really good. Um, San Diego, I don't think Mike Williams is coming back now. Um, they're going to have to get Mike, Mike Williams to sign the franchise tag if they intend to keep him because they did just upload the salary cap. But the good news for uh, Los Angeles, damn, bro, I've called him San Diego like four times throughout this take. Los <laughs> Angeles, Los Angeles. The good news is Justin Herbert is still on that rookie money, so it's going to give them some time to tinker with the salary cap a little bit before they have to haul off that 200 mil for their quarterback. So or Los Angeles, damn it, bro. Holy moly. Los Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles, I'm going to say they, they're going to go ahead and win this trade. The Chicago, I just don't like the package, man. They just got nothing in return. I mean, a second-round pick? Come on. A second-round pick, former DPOY. I just don't like that at all, man. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, it's like the Carson Wentz trade, and we're going to get into that here in a second. I, I want to say this, though. The AFC West, holy cow. I mean, obviously, Kansas City uh, is really good. Denver with Russ. 
Uh, you've got Las Vegas who made the playoffs, right? Now, I don't know what car is going to be. I don't know what they are going to be. I think they had a ton of turmoil, obviously, last year with uh, uh, with John Gruden and then what's his name? Uh, Henry Ruggs. So, but listen, Los Angeles, this is a really good division, especially if Khalil Mack can go in there uh, playing alongside Joey Bosa. If he can go in there and, and produce, that's scary as hell. That's scary as hell. I mean, right. it's – and he's, I, I think as well, um, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to go one-on-one uh, with some offensive linemen, especially if they're going to double Bosa. So uh, I do like the trade, though. I do agree with you. I think the Chargers won the trade. Um, yeah, they didn't really give up anything for him. Uh, the next trade, though, the next trade happened mid-show on Wednesday. I'm sorry that I did not uh, look. Right Same thing for yeah. Calvin. Yeah, it flew right past us. Uh, Carson Wentz is getting traded. Uh, to, hey, Calvin, your Washington Commanders. So, yeah, let me tell you what I think afterwards. But I want to hear what you have to say about it. Um, let me tell you, uh, I am absolutely thrilled to welcome Carson Wentz back to the division. Um, honestly, buddy, great to have you back. The one year that you were away was absolutely miserable. Two games with you back on my schedule. I am mad jacked and thrilled for baby. So I cannot <laughs> wait to see him in a commander's uniform. He is going to be absolutely terrible. Um, this team, uh, this offensive line, I, I don't remember if uh, Washington remembered the last time he played without an offensive line in Philly. He was terrible uh, with an offensive line, a really good offensive line in Indianapolis. He was still pretty mediocre down the end of the season. Like, let's yeah. he lost to Jacksonville to end his playoff. Oh, Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville. Like, I don't have to say that more than once for you to realize how embarrassing that is. So, uh, for the Commanders, they didn't give up anything in this trade. Uh, the Eagles got two first. They haven't even used the first-round pick they got for Carson Wentz, and Indy already gave him up for second-round picks. So, I guess it's good business for the Commanders. But, unfortunately, Carson Wentz is not somebody that's going to turn this franchise around overnight. Um uh, I mean, Scary Terry, they've got some, I guess, a couple receivers there. But, unfortunately, I just don't think Carson Wentz is a, uh, anything better than a B-minus quarterback. So, uh, I'm thrilled to have him back in the division. But that's only because I'm a Cowboys fan and not because I'm a Commanders fan. Well, I think he's the second-best quarterback in that division. I think he's better than Jalen's is, uh, for sure. But here's the thing, though, and here's what is – I was talking about this with somebody yesterday. He's not a bridge quarterback, right? Agreed. So, like, what are they – do they – do they view him as a franchise quarterback still? Hopefully so, man. If they want to keep him for four or five years, I won't complain. Let him write out the rest of that contract right there with the, in that commander uniform, man. I got a because feeling they'll you go don't... to the draft this year, but like I said, I don't think the answer is there either. So, I mean, it'll just be more tor- turmoil for the next couple of seasons. Well, that's the issue that I have is that the issue that I have for this trade with Washington is there's a couple of angles at it. First off, if he's a bridge quarterback, uh, then why are you taking on his $25 million or whatever it is? Why are you taking on his full contract? That's number one. Number two, uh, if he's not a bridge quarterback, do you really view him as a franchise quarterback? If you looked and saw what he did in Indianapolis with with a top three offensive line, with arguably the best running back last year. Than yours. <laughs> a much better roster. I, it's that Pittman is not as good as Terry McLaurin is, but That's Pittman's fair. also just not – I mean, Pittman's a, a, a C-plus, B-minus yeah, player. Minus, I agree, yeah. And you had Frank Wright, who, by the way, was is, is a really good friend of yours and put his neck out in the woods and then later had to apologize to the GM and the owner because he, he really – he just went out on a limb and, and said, yeah, we need Carson Wentz. And then all of a sudden they trade you a year later. That's my thing. 
for Washington is what the hell are they doing? I mean, if they view him as a franchise quarterback, I disagree with that. But I also disagree with having him come in as a bridge quarterback, too, because I think Taylor Heineke could have been a bridge quarterback just as well as no, I'm not I'm not saying that they're on the right. That's the biggest difference is Taylor Heineke's contract is a fraction of what you would pay of what you're paying Carson Wentz. So I I, I don't under I think I think Indianapolis won trade. Um, but the question here is question here is Calvin, if you're Indianapolis. Who are you going? Who are you looking at? Because there's no way that they're st- sticking with Sam Ellinger. Maybe they want to have a bridge quarterback, but their roster is way too good to be in a, a, a mini rebuild, waiting on a quarterback for the next couple of years. Because you don't know what you're going to get from Jonathan Taylor three, four years down the road. Offensive line is, is going to be shaken up as well. Uh, but I don't. Who are you going to the draft if you're in Indianapolis? The bad news for Indianapolis is um, the moment this trade got finished, uh, they, they were barbarians at the gates calling for guys like Darius Leonard, Jonathan Taylor, Quentin Nelson, because they assumed this was full rebuild. And it sounds like it sounds like right now, and remember, we're only, what, 24 hours, 48 hours removed from the trade, so this could change. It sounds like right now Indianapolis is not going to blow it up, which means they think they can keep this roster together and get somebody competent enough in to play quarterback. The bad news is uh, the quarterback's going to be somebody like Jacoby Brissett. Um, maybe they get in on Jameis Winston. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, maybe Sam Ellinger is on the roster, but I don't think that's a good option. Um, the draft, I mean, you traded your pick. You're going to have to trade back in to get into the first round, so I don't think that's happening. Um, you don't have enough – I mean, you would have to trade players for another quarterback. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson is really in play for this team, but unfortunately it's going to cost you one of your uh, specialists on offense or defense. I don't know which one, and I don't know how thrilled Indianapolis would be for that idea. But my, my biggest issue with Indianapolis in this situation is moving off of Carson Wentz is you traded two first-rounders for Carson Wentz and got a second in return, so now you're negative in the draft stock. And in order to go right. out and get another <laughs> asset, you need assets. And – being negative when you trade assets is never a recipe for success. And it's always a recipe Indianapolis has avoided. This shows you how desperate they were to get Carson Wentz the hell up and out of there, man. They yes, man. as far away from, uh, from this organization as they could. And that's part of the thing that's just feeding into my happiness about him coming to my division. Uh, back to your question. Your guess is as good as mine, bro. I want to tell you they have a plan in place. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to find anybody talking about their plan. Uh, I haven't seen them leaning in a direction of quarterback. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, maybe a guy, one name that I did leave off the list from earlier <clears throat> might be Teddy Bridgewater as well. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Jimmy G. Yeah, uh, we know that Forrest Bunker, San Francisco, and the Indianapolis do have good lines of communication. So we could right. see Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G's a weird one, though. He's kind of calmed back down. I mean, we talked, I thought he was good and gone out of San Francisco, and we've seen the market kind of speed up, and San Francisco still hasn't found their move yet. So there might be some cold feet out there in San Francisco with Jimmy G. But on Indianapolis, like I said, I'm worried, man. I don't know what the hell they're going to do at quarterback. Phillip Rivers ain't the answer, and neither is Sam Ellinger. Well, obviously, we know that quarterback is the most important position uh, on, on the field. And it's, Gotta get that right. like I said, it's a, it's a head scratcher. They must really believe uh, that they can get a quarterback. And, and I don't know. what did that man gone, Kath. I'm telling they just, you. Maybe that's <laughs> what it is, too. They just wanted to gone. Well, there are a lot of reports saying, uh, obviously, Derek Carr. Um, How would be I think, one? I think Derek Carr is ready to get the hell up out of there. Well, um, but the one thing with Derek Carr is I think Josh McDaniels wants Derek Carr. I don't think Derek Carr wants Josh McDaniels, but I think the new head coach, Josh McDaniels, wants Derek Carr. So it's going to make life a little bit difficult there. Uh, I just – why the hell would Derek Carr want to stay in that division, man? 
Like that I don't know. That's what, I'm not I even an NFL quarterback, and that sounds miserable. Like, why would he want to stay in that division? And I mean, he has to be. <coughs> excuse me. He has to be the best, worst quarterback in his. He's division so ever. underrated, right? Right. He's like, so good. He's so good. And people, if I feel like part of the thing he needs is to get the way, uh, get the hell away from Patrick Mahomes. Stop having yeah. to play all this competition six times a year. But at the same time. I've got a lot of respect for the guy who wants to put his hand in the fire and try to forge his way out. But at the same time, I'm a realist, man, and your roster's not equal to these other rosters. I mean, your best receiver's doing six to ten in a state penitentiary, man. You've got to you've got to look yourself in the mirror and figure out what the hell's best for Derek Carr. And I don't think staying in that division is going to be the answer. No, and you fall through the cracks, obviously, with Russ going there mm-hmm. uh, to Denver, and, and and then obviously Herbert's Pat Mahomes is, better, is and then. Oh Right. And then Herbert is also different, too. And the Chargers are, are rising. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to stay in the division either. I'd want to get the hell out of there. Mm. CBS CBS Sports has also said uh, Kirk Cousins. They've thrown his name out there. Oh, I like um, that. I don't know if I like it or I don't like it. No, Kevin no, O'Connell. Ready to make the playoffs. Kevin O'Connell is – I don't know how he feels about Kirk Cousins, our new head coach. I don't know how he feels about yeah. Kirk Cousins. He had him over there uh, before – in Washington, and I don't know if he likes them. So, but the question is again: if you're going to get rid of a quarterback that wins you football games, like Kirk Cousins, then and, and Russell Wilson is off the board. Not saying that we would have traded for him, but Russell Wilson's off the board. Aaron Rodgers is going back. Really, your best option would be somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo. But I view Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins on the same level. If not, Kirk Cousins Kirk's is better, better than yeah. Jimmy G. I agree. So then, if you're going to make a splash, and it's got to be. Deshaun Watson and I don't know if I don't know if we want to give up what we're going to have to give up for Deshaun Watson and you don't know when he's going to be able to play this is the same thing with um Derek Carr as it is with Kirk Cousins you do not understand the value you have until it is gone this is you if you're Minnesota you do not want to move off of Kirk Cousins and then bring in Matt Corral this offseason and then realize what the hell it will look like next year I promise you it will not be as good as what you do with Kirk Cousins and that's the same thing with Oakland Oakland's mad right now because they have the fourth best quarterback in the division when Derek Carr leaves, that's not going to change. I mean, you're not bringing in yeah. Aaron Rodgers to replace him. So uh, right. that's the that's the thing with this Kirk Cousins. You do not want to move off of your quarterback with no sustainable answer because only thing that comes is a rebuild every single time, man. I promise you Seattle is getting ready to enter full rebuild. They will not respond with Drew Locke because they moved off their quarterback without a sustain- sustainable plan for the future. And that will bite them in the ass every single time. And that's the thing you do not want to see your Vikings do. You don't want to move off Kirk Cousins without an answer. And I have no clue who your backup is, so I'm willing to bet you don't have an answer. Uh, our backup is, oh, God, he played at A&M. He played at A&M. Kellen for- Mound, absolutely not. I'm going to pass yeah. on that. Yeah, Kel- Ke- Mond. Kellen Mond, yes. Uh, yeah, the guy that played at A&M for 12 years. Well, my entire um, life, yes. <laughs> no, I just I, – I agree with you. You don't ever move off of your quarterback. And, again, I don't think that it's, it's necessarily an act. I, I don't know if he could go and put the – he can't put the team on his back and go win a game. I agree. For sure. Who can't – there's, uh, there's the, what, eight guys? But we also – guys? We also don't necessarily – and I give Kirk Cousins a ton of hate, but we also don't lose a lot of games because of Kirk thank Cousins. You, that makes sense. You. So, uh, I don't know. I, again, if you're going to get rid of somebody like Kirk Cousins, who's taken you to the playoffs before, who can win you football games, who doesn't turn the ball a over, who throws it. Like, like, the last time right. here, y'all won. Right. So, if, if you're going to get rid of somebody like that, then you 
I would not be surprised if we go to the draft this year and we take a quarterback and we have him sit behind Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins, I don't know how much, how he's due $45 million in 2022. Um, the back end of this which deal is, is a little steep. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, eh, doesn't really make me happy. It won't, it won't screw up your roster, though. You're not really in salary cap hell. I don't think uh, even. Uh, Moving off of him, yes, it would be a bonus on the salary cap, but I don't think it would be enough of a pro to rationalize kicking him to the curb. Because let's, I think this is the same thing that comes back with Seattle. You move off the quarterback and free up all that salary cap space, what the blank are you going to do with it? Not a damn thing. Right. Nobody signed in Seattle. And I think you move off your quarterback, you let the rest of these free agents know we're not in a position to win. And I don't think that's right. the message you want to send. Same thing with uh, – same thing with – what's his name? Or with the Colts. That's the exact same thing. You freed up the you freed up the cap space, but if that was the reason why you did it, then I mean I don't know what the hell you're doing because nobody wants to (laughs) play with Sam Ellinger. I'm sorry. I mean, mean, let's not. Nobody wants. He's not bad. That's what I was gonna say. No, he and he's bro. He's not that guy. Okay, he's not. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, He's he's not that guy. And let's not forget, y'all would have went to the playoffs last year. Now, granted, if it wasn't for Carson Wentz in the last two games, (laughs) and 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 against Jacksonville, throwing the ball with your left hand three yards right to Jacksonville. (laughs) Uh, but I, I don't understand some of these moves that these teams are making. Jameis Winston is an interesting name. Uh, I, I feel like he's going to go back to the – I, I feel like well, – okay, that's valid. Mitchell Trubisky, I, I just really forgot about that. No, there's a lot of teams that view him as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of teams that I, they think that he is the best backup. Now, I don't agree with that. I think that guy over there uh, in – Baltimore Huntley, I think he is the best backup, and I think he could absolutely be a starter in the NFL. Uh, but again, I guess the Colts feel like they can get somebody and replace Carson Wentz. So uh, we're gonna move on. <clears throat> you have anything else for the uh, NFL? Um, no, not really. I think we nailed it all. Okay, uh, I want to move it over to <clears throat> uh, college basketball. A lot of college basketball games yesterday. There's currently one going on right now. Indiana's playing Illinois. Illinois is leading them at halftime. Um, uh, Auburn is playing a And M. Holy hell, a And M is beating Auburn Action, right now. Yeah, a nice little seven point lead. That'll right that'll change for sure. Shout out to our uh, uh, inside community. I don't know why I'm watching that and he's not. We flipped the roles on you guys. Yeah, that's a valid point. I didn't even set it up. Well, there's not a ton of great games going on right now. No, um, I, I watched it because I thought Auburn would wax them, and I'm getting the complete opposite right here. So, <laughs> well. Yesterday was interesting. Uh, I think this was one of the best. This is one of the better days. Sorry, I'm watching this game now. I think it was one of the better. There was a lot of uh, really, really close games. Insane uh, shots all over the place, man. <laughs> I think the biggest one, and man, you know, this makes my heart happy. Anytime I can come on here and talk negatively of the University of Texas, uh, UT lost to TCU yesterday, which isn't like a terrible loss. Oh, if you boy, look at, Mike Miles. If you look at just – well, the crazy thing was Mike Miles wasn't he even wasn't their best even player the best at the guy. time. No, he wasn't even the best player. If But if you – TCU's a good team. TCU beat us in Fort Worth. They're a good team. And if they're on, they're on. And they're the best – they're one of the best offensive uh, rebounding teams in the country. Here's the thing, though. Texas was up by 20 at one point to TCU. They were up 18 at half. I turned the game off to go watch the Duke-Syracuse game. Which, by the way, shout out to to uh, 
to the refs over there calling the Duke game. Way to get Coach K uh, a, a win. Good he's job. He's alive. <laughs> but I, I, after that game was over, I was like, oh, let's go over to this TCU game, see how bad TCU is getting blown out. Oh, hell no. They were tied by 53 to 53. Calvin, buddy, I, you know. I, so embarrassing. There were so many UT fans. You know, I read their boards and I read Orange Bloods. Part of me reads Orange Bloods because I, you know, I'm a journalist. I like to read other, like to read other people's work. And I like to, to see the lies that they continue to tell themselves. But no, they weren't telling any lies yesterday. They scrapped the misinformation, big bro. They got down to the truth. They said we can oh, lie they, no more. We can lie well, no more. Chris Beard, uh, they didn't they didn't like how Chris Beard coached. At halftime, Chris Beard got asked a question. Uh, he responded with good coaching. After the game, he was asked a question, and he responded with, my players don't want it enough. <clears throat> now, the UT fan base was not a big fan of that. UT fan base was not a big fan of that. Your, uh, your best player on the court was – well, who was supposed to be your best player uh, on the court, Marcus Carr. He's a senior. He's supposed to be your guy. Uh, he was like two for 11, I think, at one point. I mean, he pulled a James Harden. We're going to talk about that as well. Uh, and, oh, and Hold up. I, the one thing I want to say to everyone listening to the podcast, I just want you to know you are not wasting your time right here. This is everything we've been trying to paint for you all season. It doesn't matter if it's – down to Chris Beard or down to the players. He's a serial liar. He's going to lie to you. He lied to those guys about what he was going to do with that program. He lies to the program. He lies to the fan base. Only thing he does is lie, man. And we told you right here, we've told you countless number of times, you shouldn't even be surprised if you see this crap anymore. You should just be sitting back laughing like we are. Well, I think the funny thing is that he said great coaching going into the break. But here's the thing, though. They had a timeout for Marcus Carter to go down there and take the final shot, their final shot. Is well, they got a great look, right? They got a great look. No, no, no. It was. It, but it had to have had – Chris Beard drew up the play of a lifetime. It was scripted from the heavens as he drew Marcus Carr just wide open to not even find I'm a saying. bucket. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, but why are you putting the ball in someone's <laughs> hand who missed the last four shots? Right? Like, I don't understand that. A guy that is obviously not hot right now, you're giving and it you know to him. Saying, not if get it's broke, don't fix it. If it's broke, Good. just keep letting them shoot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I watched that logic in Golden State last night too, man. If it ain't broke, just keep shooting. <laughs> uh, I just didn't. I didn't understand that. Shout oh, out to them though. Um, Orange Bloods. They did say on their article. They said for somebody that talks about winning in March, uh, Chris Beard sure does not do that enough in Kansas City. Chris Beard is now one in five in Big Twelve tournament. Uh, I would Ooh. like to say this. I would like to say this. Big Twelve tournament is not that big of a deal. Um, well, and it's whether also you win, tough competition too. It is whether you win or lose that. I don't think it's that UT loss. I think it's that UT had a twenty point lead and just absolutely just fumbled the, the bag shit over and over uh, again, and, over and over and over again. And they end up losing. So another big game yesterday uh, in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma upset Baylor. Uh, I watched that game in the gym. I came back. I was watching it in the shower. It was a it was a phenomenal game. Uh, Oklahoma was standing toe for toe. Uh, with, with, I mean, it was just, yeah, punch for punch. I mean, it was just awesome. Hey, Uh, we got to apologize because we said that OU wouldn't shoot that lights out number that they shot against Tech again. If they went out there and shot the lights out from behind the three point line (laughs) against Baylor, bro, 52% is good enough to beat almost anybody. So, 
a shout out to OU. This shit is phenomenal. It just blows my mind every time they do it. Just knock down all these triples, man. Yeah, it was. It was. You know. Now the question here is though, with this Baylor loss, I wonder how much they're gonna put, how much stock they're gonna put into uh, these Big Twelve tournament losses. It doesn't matter. No, Cap, you forget. It doesn't even about the Big Twelve tournament. This is Baylor. They don't play by the same rules as everybody else. You know, this loss isn't a loss. It's like a, it's apples and and watermelons. You know, their their losses are apples and everybody else are watermelons. It's gonna be light on the scale it'll make little impact to their overall rankings there'll be some excuse about well you see what happens was there was a solar eclipse that night and the sun lined up just perfectly with the moon so we can't really knock Baylor for that loss if you get what we're saying well the, the only reason why I bring that up was because a lot of people have and, and I kind of believe this kind of agree with this a lot of people have Baylor and Kansas as one seed uh, and I'm wondering if they, uh, anymore. Baylor was the, three overall, was the three overall was the three uh, third overall team. But the thing is, though, I mean, you lose the first game and you, and you lose to Oklahoma, who, by the way, is good. And they have uh, mm-hmm. they have what I think it's five top 15 wins. Uh, so the, mm-hmm. let's not discredit them. But I mean, come on, man, you're you're the third team in the country. Like <laughs> you're third team in the country. I don't know what to tell you. I think you're uh, the third team in the country in name only. I think the only reason why you're third team in the country is because of the name. I don't think you're – because, Cat, be honest with me. So, between the Big 12 champion, the ACC champion, the Zags, tell me you can't find a fourth team that's better than Baylor. I can think of a couple right now. I mean, I just well, – there's what, no – I can't I th- argue for them to be a one seed. This is the same idiocracy conversation that we had a couple weeks ago. And the worst part is I'm pretty sure they're going to – they'll make a one seed. Like, I, I honestly do not doubt it. I Unless something – I don't think there's anyone who can do enough for, to their resume that'll change the committee's mind about what we've seen from how they've ranked Baylor throughout the season. It's just stupid to me. I just hate it. Well, I'm wondering if this opens the door up for the SEC champion to come in and to come in and be like, "Hey, uh, I think Auburn, Auburn. If I, no. I think I think if I, <laughs> I think if Auburn, is. if Auburn goes in there and Kansas wins the Big Twelve tournament." And Auburn goes in there and wins the SEC tournament. I think that opens the door up for them uh, to be a one seed in Kansas to be a one seed. And then you've got Arizona, and then you got Arizona and Gonzaga, and that those are your one seeds. Now Arizona almost lost to Stanford yesterday, but wasn't for a couple of foul calls. Now it was, it, it was, you know, let's just say the whistle started blowing at the right time. If you know what I'm talking about here, yeah, the whistle it started did. blowing at the at the right time. It did. Uh, Arizona, they looked okay yesterday. Listen, you're 29-3. You play in the Pac-12. Uh, you beat good teams. They're not great teams, but you beat good teams. Uh, they're for sure going to get a one seed. I, it, again, these conference tournaments, I don't think really matter whether you win them or you don't. Leading up unless to the season. Unless you're embarrassed. Unless you're, unless you're unless you're a bubble team, and that's why people that's like true. That's true as well. Iowa State and Oklahoma and all these other people who are bubble teams who need to win – who need a good win over a top-ranked opponent to solidify themselves as a tournament team, at like TCU. Mm-hmm. Went over Kansas they, I, big tomorrow or today. I don't know when that date game is. I think it's today. Uh, yeah, it should be today. Uh, yeah, today at six. It's a big win. Yeah, if they can so find a way I, to beat Kansas. Holy moly! What that does for that resume is, whew, it's a lot to ask for to beat two top two or two top three teams like that back to back, though. Yeah, the, the Providence-Butler game was really good. Came down to the wire. I was watching that right before I turned on the TCU game. Uh, that was that was awesome. Villanova-St. John's. Shout out St. John's. Uh, almost pulled off the upset. The Big East, man. The Big Ooh. East is kind of, you know, it's almost shaking up a couple of things over there. Uh, Colorado State beat uh, Utah State. 
North Carolina looked really good against Virginia, and I think that they found some stuff whenever they beat Duke. Um, maybe with some confidence. I don't know what it is, Coach but they're playing out his role a little bit better too. I like what he's starting to do with this rotation. Yeah. They're playing really good. USC almost lost to Washington yesterday. Uh, shout out to the overrated uh, USC Trojans today, though. Nope, excuse me. I'm gonna go back. I want to talk about this game for a second. Uh, we beat Iowa State by 31. Uh, and I, I would like to throw this out there. Iowa State is a tournament team. They will be in the tournament. They've already done enough to be in the tournament. We beat them by 31. I, let me tell you something. If Kevin McCuller is, is going to do crossover, step back, and make his threes, see you later, Final Four team, we're dangerous. I, I will go to my grave saying that. That is dangerous as hell. Uh, we looked really good. We scored. <laughs> we scored. Uh, we held Brockton. I think Brockton's uh, probably their best player. Uh, we held Brockton in seven points. I mean, come on. Uh, we held uh, Hunter, I would say, is probably their second best player. Brockington was three of 16 on the field. Uh, that's not going to that's, that's not gonna oh, work. So. Numbers. Oh, God. Uh, but today, today's games, uh, like I said, the A&M Auburn game is uh, going on right now. Uh, A&M is still leading Auburn, 50, uh, no, 25 Auburn's to 15. 20 points before the half, bro. This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um like I said, the uh, Illinois-Indiana game is halftime 33-31. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, Tech plays OU today. Um, hopefully we can – Hopefully run they don't – the line, man. Do not let Good them Lord, shoot the lights I off hope, the man. gym. Please run them off the line. Please. I, I mean, at some point, though, and I said this, at some point – it, It's like what – yes, you have to miss. But at some point, it's like if, if you're going to make those shots, it, I, can, I can't do anything about that. So now, well, that was open looks against Baylor. Now, some of them weren't even open against Baylor. Now, granted, they did cut knock down a couple, but some of them were hand in the face. It just didn't matter, type stuff. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, if they're gonna make those, then okay, like that's gonna you're gonna win the you're gonna win the basketball game. Um, Cincinnati's playing Houston. Uh, shout out to Houston for still being ranked in the top 25. <laughs> just hanging on, I don't know, baby. just hanging Good on. Lord. AP must be sleeping with somebody over there in Houston or something. They must like them or something. I yeah, AP's too it. busy pumping misinformation about Russia to get their AP pool right. Keeping, their, <laughs> keeping themselves occupied. A little tidbit right there for your news people. Uh, <laughs> Arkansas, Arkansas is playing LSU. I think LSU is a really good team. They may start this SEC uh, conference uh, championship They're, up here a little so bit. So much momentum. Uh, so much momentum. Yeah, why Why not L, uh, LSU? Uh, number nine, Tennessee is playing Mississippi State. Um. I think Tennessee's going to win that game. Creighton, Providence, I don't know. Creighton looks good. Providence, Providence didn't look Providence great. Is underrated. I, I just think uh, the struggle in round one was something to uh, bounce back from, and I think the Creighton will be a game to do it. The only reason why I say that is because they need to bounce back against Creighton. It's not because I believe, but it's because they need to. Need to bounce back against Creighton. Need to, need to come out here and look strong in this one. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin's playing Michigan State. Uh, listen, oh, I, I think Wisconsin will... lost yesterday, man. Holy well, they should have. I think Wisconsin will pull it out, but Wisconsin's only a minus four right now. Like it's not, you know, this is not, uh, it's not going to uh, be a blowout. Miami got a, a overtime win yesterday at the buzzer. Uh, they played up. Duke. Terrible transition defense. Yeah, yeah. What the hell was that, man? Get back and defend. Your season's on the line, damn it. Who yeah, I didn't that? even. Who's jogging I, back to lose the game? I don't even remember who they played. I don't know, man, but hey, jogging back to lose the game, bro. Boston College, yeah, hey, Boston College, you might be thirteen and twenty-one because nobody gets back in transition. I mean, I haven't right. watched a whole lot of BC Eagles this season, but if you're not stopping layups, you ain't winning ball games. 
well, that's the thing. Too. Their season's over with, and that's how it, it ends. Oh, man, like, that's awful. Um, about the buzzer. Come on, man. TCU is playing – TCU is playing Kansas. Uh, I, K, uh, KU is a minus seven and a half. I don't know what KU I'm going to get. Uh, they looked good against West Virginia. That's not saying a ton. Um, but TCU, like I said, they're riding high off that win. That was a really good win against UT. Uh, the momentum, absolutely. They play at 6 o'clock. That's going to be a good game. Uh, Arizona is playing Colorado. Shout out to Colorado. Bill Walton's the team right here. Need Colorado to win. Prove Bill Walton right. Trying to get those, what, 10 teams in, nine teams in? Apparently so. Um, man, shout out AM. Holy hell, dude. I'm watching this. Shout out to Texas AM. I, I hate Texas AM me with every too. bone in my body. With every <laughs> bone in my body. Oh, which by the way, which by the way, uh, just a little side note here. Uh, their school newspaper just absolutely just um, put Texas AM on blast. If you have a man, As go they look should, at the though. As they should, though. Go, Go it's look absolutely up. Go, disgusting what that university tried to do. Go look up the battalion. Go uh, go read some of that stuff. Uh, anyways, UConn's playing Villanova. I think Villanova is going to come out. Listen, like I said, like I said just a minute ago, the Big East tournament. I, it, this is going to be. I think want to see a phenomenal. Villanova Providence game, but I have no no guarantees that'll happen, man. Because this, like Cap said, this tournament has been so I, crazy. Yeah. I would, I would like to see – ooh, yeah, I would like to see Villanova. It would be a nice game. Uh, Villanova, had, Providence, Villanova's got some question marks from me. I don't know what they're for real quite yet, which is unfortunate because we've been having that conversation week since week one. But Yeah. Uh, UCLA is playing USC. Uh, I don't really care about that game me at me all. Either. Again, Pac-12 overrated. Uh, if you're listening and you're wondering, Jonathan, uh, where is the Ivy League tournament? Well, Saturday. Cornell's playing Princeton. Uh, so – <laughs> Thanks for adding that in for our Ivy League listeners. You know what I'm saying? And if Pennsylvania is playing Yale. So, shout out to Yale. I got a buddy that goes out to Yale. Shout out to you, Zach. That's the thing. I think some hey, of my buddy. Bob's co-workers who listen got some Ivy League degrees in there, so they'll appreciate that shout out. So, shout out to our DGO <laughs> listeners. Thanks for you guys tuning in with us. Well, I want to move over to uh, the NBA. Calvin, yes, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let you roll with this, bro. Roll Woo! with what you saw from James Harden, the lack of what you saw from James Harden yesterday. Let me tell you guys, James Harden listened to the podcast and he was like, listen, I want to lose this trade because I heard on Inside the Lunch Table that we lost this trade. So I'm going to go ahead and validate those takes real quick. James Harden got locked up by one of the worst defenders in the league. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving held James Harden to one for seven shooting. <laughs> and now, granted, the one the one shot he hit was to pass Reggie Miller on the all time threes list. But still, he was one for against Kyrie Irving. Cap, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's no way in hell you could get a stop against Kyrie, but you could probably give him a bucket or two. I mean, he's not a good defender. <laughs> I mean, he's really not. And he was locking up James Hart. James Harden, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And now, granted, Joel Embiid was good in this game, but the Sixers were not. Uh, this game was over fast, man. And um. This is concerning. I, I hope, hopefully, this is just like a one-off, like bad beat for Philadelphia, and this is not going to be the recipe. But, um, guys, if we're playing Thibault to guard Kevin Durant, and he's going to get torched by Kevin Durant every time down the court, uh, we got a bigger issue here. Um, Tyrese Maxey. I know James Harden was terrible, but that doesn't mean you have to be terrible too. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because we play in the same backcourt doesn't mean we both have to be terrible. So. There are uh, this is this does not make me feel good about the Philadelphia 76ers at all. Um, I expected 
I expected Brooklyn to come in here and get mopped. I mean, I thought the intensity in Philadelphia would be so high because the fans brought it. Um, F Ben Simmons was ringing around like 45 minutes before tip off. Like the, the fans were ready to go, but unfortunately I just, I mean, it honestly looked like they didn't care. Kath. I like, I, I don't even know what else to tell you. It just seemed like they didn't give a damn about this game. And you could tell Brooke, this meant a lot to Brooklyn. And I think KD brought that up after the game and, I don't know why KD's so upset at James Harden. Um, I don't know if they had, like, exchanged words on the way out the door or James Harden said some mean things about him. But Kevin Durant is not happy right now. We saw that after the game. He called this team slow. He called this team lazy, and he called this team poor in transition. So um, if you're Philadelphia, you should have got everything you needed to be motivated after this game. But for me, you should have come into this game motivated. I mean, we had hyped this up. Everybody and their mom on TV was talking about this game right here, and you couldn't even show up. I mean, you well, listen, just, Calvin, disappointing, you, man, just disappointing. You're a professional uh, basketball player. You should not have to have motivation to go out there and no, play. That's another uh, great one. You make $38 million dollars a year, damn it. Yeah, Holy that that should moly. be that should be your motivation. That's a really itself. good point. That's a really good point, Kath. Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. James Harden cannot shoot three of 17 uh, ever. Bro, what is that? That's 17%, if I'm not mistaken. 17%. Are you kidding me? You cannot do that. Um, they shot 32% from the field. Everybody did. Uh, Joel, Joel plays well, but listen, let me tell you something. It didn't, it didn't even matter. <laughs> no, it didn't matter. But if Joel does not get to the free throw line, Joel, Joel ain't that. Listen, and I've been meaning to talk about this. KD starts you have, that too. You have guys that – exactly. You have guys like Kevin Durant. They'll go out there and drop you 30, 40 points. You have guys like LeBron that can do that, that can drop you 56. And they go to the line 10, Six 11, times, 12 right. times. Well, Joel Embiid goes damn near 20 times every game, which I it's part of the game. So shout out to it's you, buddy. Like, that's, it's an arc. Yeah, that's, respect. that's that's respect. great for sure. And you make them so good, but 15 of his 27 points are from the free throw line. I'm not saying that that's not good necessarily. All I'm saying is if he doesn't get to the free throw line, is he going to be able to dominate? Because if, if you look at all his 40-point drops, they're all at the free throw line. Uh, at least half of them are. Um, but, no, I – And I'll man, say about this here. game, the refs, re- the refs realized it. After the first quarter, about halfway through the second quarter, the whistle changed. And the moment the whistle changed, this game was over. Um, it, it got out of hand in the first quarter. And when the, the, the free throw stopped coming for Joel Embiid, because they did. The two through four, the whistle was not the same as one. Now, granted, it was because this game got out of hand. Philadelphia couldn't do anything to make a run. I mean, there was, there was nothing they could do to get back in this game. And it, it was just it was incredibly concerning, bro. It was incredibly concerning. I expected this to be a dog fight. I expected this to be the preview of a seven-game series in the postseason. And uh, Philadelphia, we Ben Simmons ain't even play. I mean, the Nets are just going to get better. And you're 29 points worse than them right now? That's a problem. That's a problem. So I – the good news is, is Kyrie can't play in Brooklyn, right? Uh, I guess that's the best takeaway if I'm a Sixers fan right now because there was absolutely nothing good to get away from this game. Man, but let me tell you something, though. I just don't understand how James Harden is so coin flip. I don't get it. How he, I don't understand how he can shoot 70%. What did he shoot, like, last week from three? He, uh, in 72! He's yeah, got like the 72. Exactly, and then he comes to this, and all of a sudden, he bang! Was terrible. Like I like Ugh. James Harden. James Harden is when James Harden is on. James Harden is a solid A plus. 
Last night, James Harden was a D minus. He was terrible. Bro, give, he, give him the F. He honestly, I, he's he give was an F. Him. He was an F. I mean, like, I, he's right. D minus was me being generous. He was an F. He was absolutely terrible. And you, like, the reason why I was so upset with James Harden is, guys, I've seen countless NBA Finals games where the Golden State Warriors put 80 buckets on Kyrie. And James Harden got locked up by Kyrie. Kyrie Kyrie's not a good defender. And it's just, it, oh, man, James Harden. Like, I came onto the show last week and told you that I had seen James Harden play his best since Houston. This is the worst I had seen James Harden play since Brooklyn. So, unfortunately, if we're going to go back and forth like that, that's not a recipe for success. And like I said, Brooklyn's just going to get better. Brooklyn is going to find more cohesion. Um, Seth Curry's been there for a week. Uh, Andre Drummond's been there for a week. Ben Simmons is still not playing. And you're 29 points worse than them right now. This is a problem, Philadelphia. A serious problem. And, Cap, I know you hate him as much as I do, but the rest of the normal population out there need to know, Doc Rivers can't coach, ladies and gentlemen. Doc Rivers uh, cannot uh, coach. And you're about to figure that out right now. We learned that in this game. He made no adjustments at all. And I got a feeling the next time they play, he'll make no adjustments at all. So uh, if you're if you're a Sixers fan, bro, they're, like I said, the only positive you can take away from this game is Kyrie can't play in Brooklyn. Well, you know, the other game uh, uh, yesterday on the NBA schedule. This one, rough with hey, my I feathers, know, too. I know, and you're not going to be happy about this. I'm not, game. man. I'm not. The Warriors played the Nuggets uh, in Denver, and it looked like it was going to be Denver at the half. Um, it had a gas. <laughs> absolutely, they were up by nine. The Warriors, the the Warriors. Uh, I I, I want to just talk about this. Good lord, they shot terrible. They could not make a bucket to save their doggone life. And the fact, listen, listen, I, I don't understand this. Andrew Wiggins, three of eleven. One for seven behind three. Steph Bro. Curry, MVP Steph Curry, 11 for 21. Five for 12 from behind three. Clay Thompson, oh. seven for 20. Two for eight behind three. Oh. You have your three best players, and they shoot a combined, what is that, seven, eight? <laughs> from, so they, they shot eight of 27 behind three. Calvin, is that a recipe for success? Hell no. Hell no. But oh, why did no. but why did Denver lose? Why did Denver, no. you said they you said they ran out of gas. They got no, nothing from their they. bench. I can't say they. My boy Jokic, I've got to give I come on here and give him praise and give him praise. Now granted, this was on the heels of a back-to-back and they've had a very tough stretch of West Coast games right here. But when the fourth quarter came, Jokic was dead, man. He was on empty and um he only played 32 minutes in this game, so it was might have been the back-to-back with Sacramento that was laying he- heavy on him, but he ran out of gas, and unfortunately for Jokic, he doesn't have any help right here, and Denver could not find buckets down the stretch of this game, and they only scored 18 points in the fourth quarter, and I think that was apparent to the fall-off that we saw in this game because in the second half, even in the third quarter, Jokic didn't look the same as he did in the first half. Uh, the first quarter, he was absolutely phenomenal, and then it just kind of tailed off as he did get a little bit of help in this game, but not enough to win it, uh, missing Jamal Murray a little bit. Um, a little bit of a side note here. Uh, I did learn before this game that uh, uh, ESPN got us with misinformation and the Denver Nuggets are actually farther away on Jamal Burry and Michael Porter Jr. than the news that has been coming out. Um, neither of them are done for the season, but neither of them are as close as I wanted them to be. So a little bit of bad news for the Nuggets fans on top of this game. And 
Cavs got a hell of a point, bro. Golden State has shot piss poor for a while now. This has been a theme, man, for multiple weeks. weeks. Even going back before the All-Star break. This didn't yeah. start, like, after the All-Star break. When Steph Curry went off in the All-Star game, I was genuinely surprised. There was a reason why nobody picked him as MVP, and it was because he was shooting piss poor. Him and Klay Thompson are shooting career lows from both the floor and the three-point line right now. So serious concerns if I'm Golden State because – if you don't make the three, you do not have a recipe for success. Even with Draymond, when Draymond comes back. Now, granted, when Draymond comes back, I think some of these looks will get even more open. But damn it, Clay Thompson, Jokic was leaving you open. Um, in the fourth quarter of this game, when Jokic ran out of gas, he was willing to let Clay Thompson, that's right, the second greatest shooter in the league, he was willing to leave him wide but open. Like he didn't even want to guard him because he knew he couldn't hit anything. Clay Thompson, that's a problem. I mean, you're you're a certified splash brother for a reason. What the hell's going on? And so if you're Golden State, man, like Kev said, this is a problem, man, because Andrew Wiggins is broke as a joke right now, too. And right. I mean, well, you Jokic, way to win this game, though. Jokic was 0 for 8 from 3. That there also can't happen. Well, read through the line. Um, they shot terrible as a team, man. Uh, I know. It was, it was bad. That it, number. 22%. Golly. That's not yeah, a recipe for success that, either. I think that balance is out Golden State's 33%. Well, absolutely. I, again, and I'm going to continue to say this, though. My problem with Golden State mm-hmm. is the Fair. amount – you 42 threes, okay, and you take 20 free throw shots. That's a go damn to the, good point. That is a go damn to, good point. You only took 20 free throw shots? You went to the line 10, 8, 9, 10 times? Are you kidding me? I, I – Again, is it going to get better when Draymond co- uh, comes back? Probably is. A lot of this stuff may, you know, it, it, it may go away. answer to all of your problems. But I do like, agree with that, Calvin. Oh. You say that, and I agree with that. And you said, you said you've said been saying it for the last week like, and a I half. Just, I'm tired I agree of you saying that. It drives me mental. Every single postgame conference, the answer is we're only going to get healthier. How about you solve the damn problem? How about you make some type of adjustment? How about you stop telling Steph Curry to pull everything from 37 feet? I mean, damn it, it's not going in. And I'm tired of Steve Kerr going up there and just deflecting, deflecting, deflecting every single post game. Give me a damn answer. Solve a freaking problem. And I know you keep winning games. I get that. I get that. But this is the same thing that comes back with Phoenix. Who gives a damn that you're winning regular season basketball games? That's not your goal. You're here to win in the postseason, and this is not going to work in the postseason. And I'm just getting so tired of Steve Kerr just going up there and deflecting every single postgame. I got to listen to freaking Draymond Green's podcast now where he does the same damn thing. And it's driving me insane, man. It really is. Yeah, I think that's weird, by the way, that he has a podcast. It's actually a really good podcast. And I it, is. To it. I, it really uh, is. And, and he weird. knows what he's it's talking weird. about. He knows what he's talking about. He's definitely going to be in the media after his career is done, 100%. for sure. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. And but I, I agree with you, man. Your goal should not be I want to win regular season games, or I'm just going to blame it all on the fact that we're not healthy, uh, and so and all of the problems are going to go away whenever we get healthy. And because I, I don't really necessarily agree with that, um, I, I, I just I, I don't agree with it. Uh, other news in the NBA: uh, Lakers lost. My Mavs getting waxed. Oh shit! I'm down for that one first, though. That was embarrassing too. Well, yeah. Uh, it, it was embarrassing because that's the worst team in the West. Um, and you lose in overtime Detroit for maybe even the league because this team is terrible, man. Good God. I mean, you lose an overtime game to the worst team in the, in, in the league, arguably the worst team in the league. Come on, man. Lakers, just get rid of them. 
I don't know. Just what the get rid is. of him. I, I do not know what the answer is. I, I wish. No, I, I know what the answer is. I know what it is. You I, I don't know. Dump him. <laughs> I don't know what the feasible answer is right now, and unfortunately for the Lakers, uh, you you can't fire Frank Vogel. That's not going to solve anything. You can't fire Rob Palinka. That's not going to solve anything. Um, like Cap said, you could probably fire Russell Westbrook and solve a thing or two, but unfortunately, you can't do that either. Um, I this mean, he tough, dropped thirty man. points yesterday. Um, Shout out to him, man. Good true. job he for dropping. He did do his thing. In forty Jay minutes, though, so. got everything and anything he wanted. the The issue in this game was the Lakers' defense. Uh, shot seven, of course, behind the line from the Rockets. Uh, Are we 18. surprised, Kevin? Honestly, no, I'm really not. Um, it's the same story. Uh, my only issue in this game, Ron, take the layup, man. Uh, you know these teammates suck. You know these teammates, and I, I just don't know what I got to do to get Braun locked into that idea that his teammates suck. He still thinks he can elevate these guys, and I just don't think he can do it, man. I think we got to see him just go into full-on takeover mode, individual star, and that's just not Braun's game. He's always been an elevation guy, and <laughs> I just I think he's met his match here. These guys suck. I mean, oh, these guys really do suck, and we saw in Cleveland he was able to, like I said, turn nothing into something, but this, is, this isn't even nothing. This is below nothing. Uh, I don't know what below nothing is. I guess that's negative nothing, but this is, this is <laughs> you can, you cannot keep trying to elevate these guys, man. I, I love the 12 assists and you probably could have had 18 if some of your teammates could have knocked some shots down, but they're not going to do it. And I just need to see you take over games more at the end because we're trying to get our teammates involved in the clutch a little bit too much for me. I think that'll help us out a little bit, but even just Braun taking over in the clutch is not going to flip this nine games and get you up back to 500 there needs to be another answer here besides that and i just don't have one right now man oh no uh i i, I agree with you that his teammates suck take the layup that's a yeah, hard layup though over. it's, it's, it's a, a tough shot i agree but listen, man it's a lose lose because suck. you you go down there and let's say you miss the layup well then now yeah oh now you should oh you should have passed well that no you should have passed the ball well mm-hmm. every time he passes the ball you don't make it um i do want to talk about your mavs what oh, man. the hell? Dude, I watched what that game. What the hell? Bro. It was I, – I don't like watching blowouts because it's a waste of your time. Like, like, I generally believe your time can be spent better when your team is getting absolutely waxed. But I really thought my Mavs would find a way to get back into this. But holy hell, Cap, we shot six for 44 from behind the three-point line. And, and, and one yeah. thing I want to get on record here, uh, let's, let's not act like the Knicks played phenomenally well either. I mean, the Knicks did not play great ball. We were just – Cold, man. I think Reggie Bullock was 0 for 8. Um, like, they, we were just ice freaking cold all the way around the line. Um, I'm not really – don't hold on to it too much. These weren't, It wasn't even like we were taking bad shots. We just couldn't make anything. I mean, we couldn't hit the ball inside of yeah. a barn yesterday or on Wednesday, whenever it was. And so, it was Luka embarrassing. Luca's 3 for 11 behind 3. That's bad. That's just read up bad. and down the line, bro. Everybody was just piss poor, man. And uh, the good news is we didn't pick up a really nice win against Utah earlier in the week. So I can't, I couldn't be too upset about this game, but the Knicks suck. So it would have been nice to beat the Knicks and not lose by 30 points, but uh, we'll be back. Uh, like I said, nothing, nothing terminal here. Just couldn't get anything to fall in. We played really bad and we'll respond. Got a game. I want to say today or Saturday against the Rockets. Yeah. Today against the Rockets. So oh. with the Lakers couldn't have beat the worst team in the league. What? Why is Clever keep getting minutes for y'all? I don't know. Um, the issue I have with Maxi Kleber is I've made a couple of uh, appeals to bench him, and then he's given me good performances. The issue is, is he's so coin flip that I can't keep yeah. taking five bad performances to get one good one, Jason Kidd. And but the right. other issue is, damn it, Cap Dwight Powell's not much better. 
Um, no, that's I, a valid that, point. And I can't play Davis Bertans because Davis Bertans can't guard a parked car. And the one thing I right. get out of Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba is at least a little bit of defense. But Dwight Powell, yeah, he had no, he, no, no impact against the Knicks. Like, I'm sorry, he made like eight points and four rebounds was great. But the reason why he played 21 minutes is because he sucked. And the thing that made it worse was when we brought in Maxi Kleba. He sucked too. And so, <laughs> unfortunately, this, this is one of the issues moving off of KP, man, was I didn't, got a, I didn't have a lot of KP, a lot of love for KP as the overall, but unfortunately he filled this gap for us. He was seven foot three. And so, um, by the way, shout out to what he's done in Washington. It has not been pretty, but uh, back to my Mavs. We do have an issue at big man. And I think that's going to be the biggest issue coming into the playoffs. Guys, Dorian Finney-Smith can't guard all five people. Um, like I, I see Mavs fans keep trying to say, well, it's okay. Uh, DFS got him. Got who? Everyone? Every is DFS just going to guard one through five. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's <laughs> capable of doing so, but he can't guard everyone. And Reggie Bullock's been a, a competent defender, but Jalen Brunson has showed slimes and Luca's improved this season in efficiency rating. But there are some times where he makes you scratch your head. He's like, yo, the Luca, the, the the pick was left, big man. Where the hell are you? Go- what the? What? And so, the good news is, it's like I said, um, I don't think this is any anything terminal. Um, don't take this game as your holy Quran for what the Mavs are. We shot a little bit poor, but there there are some concerns here with the size, man. I think it's starting to be a theme. The good news is, though, if you take it back to Utah, uh, we were able to beat the Jazz. I mean, Rudy Gobert is uh, – no one's got as much love for Rudy Gobert as I do, but I even think the people who hate him think he's competent. So, I, I, I don't have vast concerns. It was nice to see the Nuggets behind us lose. And like I said, I don't know if Golden State is uh, – looking to put or uh, extend the gap between us and them. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now about my Mavs, even coming off the 30 point butt wiping we got in New York. Yeah. Well, Calvin, we're about to end the show here. Uh, before we get out of here though, you know, something big happened the other day. Oh man. Uh, baseball is back. Yeah. Once again. Uh, if you're Every wondering game when two, you get- baby, let's go. All 162 games will be played. Uh, opening day is April 7th. I cannot remember what the opening day was before. Uh, but opening not day, April 7th. April 7th. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, well, not April 7th. Uh, free the agency. Uh, bro, Freddie Freeman finna sign with the Rangers, bro. He's going to complete the triplets. It's going to be a $750 million offseason. You heard it here Good first. God. You heard it here oh. first. Okay. Well, speaking <laughs> of that, free agency, uh, it will open up whenever uh, the CBA is ratified. Um but Which like I said, free- don't 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 get ahead of yourself, baseball fans. Let's take this slow. CBAs are tough. Yeah. CBAs are tough. Let's take this slow. So thank God they've been. I've been calling for this a for a long man. time. You have because you I have. <laughs> because <laughs> he it was, was hopelessly it was just, optimistic the whole time. You got to give him dumb. respect. It was dumb. I'm sorry. It was dumb. It was. Uh, uh, the NL they are adopting the designated hitter, the DH. Thank God yeah. about time for that as well. The reason why it wasn't, I don't even know, and I don't my care. Man and I think Kershaw it's all the hell off the batting box, man. I hate seeing that yeah. crap once a year. It drives I me insane. Think, think that's so dumb. I, I just so think dumb. it's so. And I think so it's dumb. even. I think it's even more dumb that the, the AL uh, doesn't or has a DH. So uh, <laughs> the among the changes, I've already spoke on some of them. Among the changes of the new CBA. Uh, nine inning double headers and a removal of the runner on second rule uh, whenever extra innings start. So um, that didn't last long. No. Well, I thought that was dumb too. Um, 
<laughs> but I, I don't know. When, is I don't know when the that's... new CBA is. Is there a line that says new commissioner? Is that part of the any any, any chance we agreed to that? Oh Lord, everybody probably would have done. It. I'm telling you, I, I, he has to be the least respected commissioner of all time. He's a joke. He's a joke. Uh, and at the end of the day, he, he's a serial liar too. The reason why this took so long was because of the funny business that he started. Any when when the the if you don't know the story, I highly encourage you to go look into the story and why the negotiations fell apart the last time. The reason why the owners revened was because of the the what's his name rob idiotic man friend he brought yeah. them together and tried that slide deal that was courtesy of the commissioner not the owners so it's just disgusting man he's a joke an absolute joke well maybe baseball will be i mean baseball will be better uh whenever rob manfred is not at the helm anymore well, at calvin playing, man at least they're playing calvin you got any final takes for us today before we get out i know i know you do because you posted it on your story yesterday did, you talking about my, that man. Roman Abramovich got hit with sanctions. I gave you an hour and 16 minutes of an episode of why he shouldn't be, and British Parliament clearly didn't listen. So go check out episode 56. It really puts into perspective what all happened, and um, it puts shows you how crazy your world is, man. I can't believe you got hit with sanctions. Um, this is terrible for Chelsea Football Club. Um, if you're a Chelsea fan, uh, I'm sorry. It's going to get incredibly dark over the next couple of days, weeks, months. Um, you can't sign players. You can't re-sign your players. They have to drive a bus across Europe. They have to drive a bus across Europe as they chase a Champions League trophy. So it's going to be incredibly yeah. tough. But I really like what I heard from Thomas Tuchel. He said that, listen, uh, as long as we have enough jerseys to fill and uh, gas in the bus, we're going to keep competing. So um, if you're a Chelsea That's fan, like what I you said, it's hear. Gonna get dark. Yeah, it's great to hear that from that your gaffer. Um, real quick, uh, Manchester United fans, watch out for us to go poke Thomas Tuchel away from Chelsea. Uh, this offseason, I promise you, Thomas Tuchel is going to get a lot of jobs to try to leave because – we don't know how long the sanction is going to go. Um, there's an American asshole who's trying to be an American asshole and still try to buy the club because he's an idiot and doesn't understand foreign policy whatsoever. <laughs> um, he's going to keep chasing that, and the New York Times is going to keep pumping action into it because they're a fake newspaper. So that's not a real story. Don't believe that. Chelsea Football Club will not be getting sold anytime soon. And like I said, Abramovich is hit with sanctions. I'm shocked, man. Really am. Yeah. Sad to hear. Sad to hear for uh, uh, soccer. Obviously, it's a big club, man. Big club. We already, we already know that corruption and just bad things happen in soccer and it just sucks. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it let me just add, let me sucks. add one more. I want to add one more before we get out of here. Um, the PSG president uh, is going to serve two years in prison, uh, a little oh, bit longer yeah. than two years, 28 <laughs> months in prison um, because he corruptly bought the TV rights for the 26 and the 2030 world cup, which just means that we've now had corruption in every world cup going back to 2010. Um, Shout that's out quite an FIFA. Impressive 20 Woo! years. I mean, let's have a 20 years of corruption. I mean, that is absolutely magnificent. That's awesome. We aren't even in the year 2030, and we're already dealing with the corruption of 2030. So <laughs> that is that is just absolutely mesmerizing. Just a hand, an applaud from FIFA. Um, Roman Abramovich got sanctioned for things that we don't even know the answer from, and the FIFA or the uh, PSG president is literally a criminal. So uh, that's awesome. And I just thought I'd add that on there just to God, perspective, so just how ridiculous it is, man. Just how ridiculous you, it is. You know what's crazy about soccer? <laughs> is that and one of my professors actually said this he knows that fifa is corrupt but guess what every time the world cup comes on guess what the hell he's doing he's, <laughs> watching the world he's, go. <laughs> he's going down to his exactly he's going down to his local bar with his usa gear on cheering on usa for the fifa world cup 
and we know that, and that's the that's the funny Let thing. Me tell and, you, but uh, that is a damn good also, point. I don't think anyone's as well versed in that corruption as I am. There is no place I would rather be come this Christmas than sitting on a couch and watching Qatar 2022. So Cat's got a very damn good point right there, man. That is uh, the evilness of the monopoly they have. <laughs> it's 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 funny, but man, it's also really sad because they it know is, that they man. can, but they, they because know. they know that they can do whatever they want. And guess what? People are still going to tune in and still going to watch it. I wish I could boycott the game, man. I wish I could tell you that I was mentally (laughs) strong enough to boycott the game. I am not. I a hundred and I'll say that to you 10 times out of 10. I am not mentally strong enough to boycott the boycott the world cup. I'm sorry. I wish I could, but I I just got too much passion for the game. And like I said, man, FIFA knows that they push their finger in that wound at every chance they get every chance they get. Well, (laughs) Uh, my final take for the day, um, yeah, it's going to be this A&M-Auburn game. Uh, shout out to Auburn for uh, scoring 20 points before the half ended. Good job. Uh, they're down 37 to 21. Um, again, holy. I don't think that this is necessarily the biggest thing in the world. It's not I detrimental. Said, I, yeah, I, right. It's I not agree. detrimental, um, but they don't look very good. This is not – I mean, you're going to get rest going into uh, the That's tournament true. selection Sunday point. is on the 20th. Um, but – yeah, it's just it, that that's going to be my uh, final take there. Wait, so, wait, cut, listen, cut. You do me one more. Do me one more. Uh, give some love out to the UT baseball team for me before we get out of here. Oh, Cam oh, missed this oh, one. Cam missed oh, this one. Cam. Oh, miss oh, this one. I almost forgot oh, about it. I almost forgot oh, about it. But well, well, you know, Texas State has a special place in my heart now. You know that, Kelvin. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, Texas State's got a real special place in my heart. Obviously, yeah, we you punched our Jonathan Gav ticket this week, man. What can Woo! I say? We secured that one up. Lifelong fan out there in Lubbock. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I will always be a Texas State fan from now on. If you haven't seen already, man, Texas <laughs> lost to Texas State in a midweek game. It was embarrassing. It's baseball. It happens. I'm not even really concerned about that. Man, I just love what your pitcher did. Dude, he struck somebody out. He throws the <laughs> he horns throws down the right horns. at the bench. On the field. Oh. On the field, man. What a guy. Camp is legend, oh. man. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, if you can find a way to make yourself – our basketball team just won the conference title and nobody gives a damn. That kid from that baseball team, front page news. Everyone in Sambo not talking about this kid throwing down the horns down in front of the oh. bench, man. What a you, legend. You, uh, did the double in baseball, did the double in hockey. The UT clearly has nothing for us. They're superior or in superior, definitely not our peer, more like – insignificant well, and like i said great win uh they validated our entire season man we can lose out the rest of the year and it doesn't matter this year will be a success we uh got the got a, got a series win over hey, the team man so. listen to this Pete. <laughs> so ut lost three that three times that day uh obviously they lost the game uh they got publicly uh humiliated on national television Execution. Um, and then and then calvin this is my favorite this is my favorite uh it's actually really sad Shout out to the Texas bullpen catcher for taking a, a shot of whiskey uh, in the bullpen and getting recorded at the Texas State game. He is suspended oh, indefinitely. You idiot! Oh my he is god, suspended that indefinitely. Sick. Dude, that's I I, I don't want to oh, laugh. <laughs> my gosh, you should laugh. That's hilarious. Hilarious. It's damn, hilarious. like that's so that dumb. What that's the so hell is your problem? Dumb. What the hell is your problem? Man, I ain't even as mad at this kid as mad as I am at this poor parenting. Why the hell does this kid think that's okay? And not even hey. poor parenting, poor coaching. This kid's hey. been playing <laughs> baseball for, what, 14 years? Who I know there's a lot of nasty stuff that goes on in dugouts and locker rooms. and tra- God, this is on camera, man. Come on. Come <laughs> you on. Know, 
you know, it's funny. He t- I'm, I don't know what it was in there, uh, but it was had to be some kind of alcohol. It was a flask. But the video oh came out. God. It w- went on Twitter. And I swear to God on my mother, there were UT fans in the comment section. Are we sure that's not water? Question mark. <laughs> Listen, guys, sometimes flask, when I went to bro. tournaments, I would forget my water bottle and I would take my flask with me instead. Flask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just kind of the <laughs> next object up, you know, next man up. And the flask stepped up and did the role as water bottle. So shout out to the flask, you know, keeping the bullpen hydrated. We don't want to see the bullpen pitcher or bullpen catcher <laughs> get dehydrated. So shout out to the flask full of H2O. There's water in there, folks. Don't y'all worry. Yeah. Shout out to those UT fan bases using that uh, fake education they're getting. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to get out of here, that man. That was a quality um, last segment. I'm, la- I'm glad we did that. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, if, if you don't know um, about episode 56, go listen to it. Uh, like I said, Calvin, I think it was Alan was on there too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. It was a good little investigation yeah. reporting. Like I said, we try to lay out the facts for you guys. Um, you're more than welcome to do your own reporting, but I think we did some a decent amount of digging and weren't able to find what British Parliament was. So go out there and find it yourself. I like uh, would love to hear one of you guys come with me some uh, breaking information. Yeah, for sure. Go listen to episode 56 if you're uh, curious about what's going on uh, in the world of soccer, for sure. Uh, if you haven't already, we say this every time, man, go follow us on Twitter. Go go, go at us on Snapchat. Go follow our personal Twitters. I don't care. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Again, I don't care. Uh, but reach out to us. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Uh, we're going to be back here on Monday. Um, stay tuned because Selection Sunday is right around the corner. Oh, man, uh, got a little special. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got a little special. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but listen, we're going to be back here uh, on Monday. You know, cra- things are going to go crazy. Hopefully mm-hmm. uh, the MLB. Weekend. Hopefully the MLB, some more stuff will come out with that. Maybe free agency kicks up with that. That'll be awesome. Uh, NFL free agency is already going crazy. So maybe some more things over the weekend are going to come up. So make sure you are, are back here on Monday. Uh, we'll see you back here on Monday on this side of the table.